Where are we going? Dunkirk. I'm not going back. If we go, they will die. You're weekend sailors, not the bloody Navy. You should be at home. There's no hiding from this, son. We have a job to do. Turn it around! Hello, and welcome back to The Substandard, brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. Stop spending a fortune on gimmicky shave tech you don't need. Make the smarter choice by joining Dollar Shave Club. Get your first month for only 5 bucks with free shipping by going to dollarshaveclub.com slash substandard. I'm Victor Mattis, along with Jonathan V. Last and Sunny Bunch. I'd like to remind you the Substandard is available on iTunes, Google Play, and now Stitcher. Stitcher. Don't know what that, that was, is, but it sounds good. Everyone loves Stitcher. We uh, when we started this podcast, every time I would announce it on Twitter, I would get email or tweets from people saying, "Why aren't you, you on, on Stitcher, Stitcher yet?" It was Jeff, and right? Was, it was all Jeff. I don't know. <laughs> I w- and I was always like, "I don't know what that is. Yeah. I don't know what Stitcher mm-hmm. is." Look, mm-hmm. all I do is I come here and talk into the microphone. Don't ask me <laughs> that's about right. tech stuff. That's right. That's right. Uh, just just look at our podcast. Search for Substandard. You'll easily find us please subscribe tell your friends and leave a review in the off chance we decide to start reading reviews again but also just leave reviews because it helps us it makes us feel good it does you want yeah. you want your your old friend sonny to to <laughs> keep his his uh part-time gig don't you the five-star reviews help us make us feel good yeah. okay uh gentlemen uh, how are you doing sonny how are you I'm great. Uh, I just went to. I'm just back from California. Went to Southern mm. California. Um, Whereabouts? Uh, we were staying near Huntington Beach, mm. uh, like right, like yeah. a, a couple miles from the beach. Um, uh, it was lovely. We were there for my wife's grandfather's funeral. World War II hero. Very sad. Everyone was uh, teary and stuff. Um, uh, R.I.P. Uh, how old? How old was he? He was uh, 92 or 93. So I wonder how, uh, w- did he serve? He must have served in the tail end of the war, 44, 45. Yeah, we were getting to that point. Yeah. That's why it's really yeah. interesting. Go ahead. Uh, so anyway, you know, uh, it, but Southern California is very fun. And I noticed everywhere, I w- so I, 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 I go to Southern California about once a year because that's where my wife's from. And I, I used to notice all the Ferraris. You would see, you know, it's yeah. the only place in the world where you see a large number of Ferraris all the time because yes. Southern California is very into right. Right. conspicuous displays of wealth and also you know kind of fashion and like gauche fashion at that rodeo drive and type stuff exactly so plus the 405 is a place where you can really gun that <laughs> exactly. car and right, take right. full advantage <laughs> yeah, of the, exactly. what the ferrari can do for you exactly you 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 see them stuck in traffic or you see them on like the you know 30 mile per hour sunset boulevard strip and it's like okay this is just so useless this is so mm-hmm. anyway, but i didn't see very many of them this time i only saw really? one or two what did you, you know see? what i saw a lot of tesla's I saw a ton of Teslas. I went to a, I went to a uh, mall, one of those Southern California outdoor malls, you know. And you know what they had? They had a was Tesla it the block? store. They had a. T- uh, I don't remember what the, it wasn't the block. It was something else. Uh, it was it was in no, near, like Grove. near hunting the Grove, not the Grove. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know what you're what yeah. you're thinking of. Grove, the Grove, which is near like Lachma and all that yeah. stuff. No, it was it was near Huntington Beach or in Newport, the city of Newport or something. I don't know. I don't. All of Southern California is basically the same to me. It's just sprawl. Anyway, but uh, it's sprawl that is filled with Teslas. I mean, I must have seen literally fifty of them. Really, in Jeez. in in like three days, in two days. There's, uh, there's you know. probably a lot of uh, power stations there. So yeah, well, I mean, there you see signs for them, you know, yeah, power, mm-hmm. quick power, mm-hmm. quick charge. Can, can I just say, is the air cleaner, by the way, because of that? It, did you, you did know, it I, smell cleaner? So when we, cleaner? Were, when we were coming down, I could see the smog out of the airplane, but then once I got oh. to the ground, I was like, wow, all of these electric cars mean there's no more pollution. Yeah, that's amazing. Just no more pollution. We should be more like California. I know. JVL. I just want to be clear that this is my complaint with Teslas. <laughs> the Teslas are not replacing inefficient eight-cylinder Buicks. Mm. They are not replacing 1970s-era Ford pickup trucks. They're direct competitors. Tesla's direct competitor is Ferrari, Lamborghini, and Maserati, and which is fine. As I said, it is a balls-out, awesome sports car. My concern about Tesla is that the government has subsidized to the tune of hundreds of millions of dollars yep. this company insane and that they subsidize the individual luxury sports car 
purchasers with $7,000 in tax credits federally. And in California, another twelve grand. So that the people who... Really? Yes. Wait, you That's from right. the state? Yes. You get, you get a $12,000 tax credit? Yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I didn't Sonny, know that. You got to go I there and that. get it. God, and I gotta, so if you are hmm. living in Southern California driving a Toyota Corolla... Which, by the way, when you do all of somebody did this, I think it was Bloomberg Business Week did this like five years ago. Like when you do the full global environmental impact of these things, including manufacturing and what you do with the lithium ion batteries down the road and all this, uh, the Tesla is not any more fuel efficient or energy efficient mm-hmm. than like a Toyota Corolla. Those people are subsidizing the California rich D bags who are buying a Tesla. In, in, the, in the exact same way that if we were to have a program, a government program, which would subsidize Ferrari purchases, people would go crazy about it. But because it's Tesla, yeah. everyone just says, well, environment. Well, yeah. does, doesn't Elon Musk say he doesn't, want the, he doesn't want the subsidy anymore? Yeah, no, I, I, no, this is not what Elon Musk says is he says, I'm sorry, I'm a capitalist and this thing is here for the pickings. You think I'm supposed to not take advantage of it? That's and actually literally what he called. He called <laughs> into the show last week after we after we debuted, and he so left such. a voicemail on the <laughs> Weekly Standard. And he said, "Listen, you jerks! I'm going to take advantage of all this. Ayn Rand has taught me, et cetera, et cetera." You know what? You know what? When Amber Heard wants to have half, it's going to be awesome. Because yeah. he's running around with Amber Heard, and if we know anything about that lady, is that wow. she understands mathematics. Uh, also, she, I, I find it pretty hard to believe that Elon Musk will not uh, uh, get some sort of prenup, serious prenup to to, You'd uh, have to. half Eddie. <laughs> I want half. <laughs> Another great. We routine. can't play that. We can't play that. But can, actually, this is a real question, a serious question. Mm-hmm. So the Eddie Murphy Raw thing, which we have discussed, I think, vaguely in the past. Yeah. Which Delirious and Raw. Both. Delirious yeah. and yeah. both, yeah, both, the two of them. Which are, you are in my formative comedy yeah. experiences. Yeah. yeah. Are those even allowed anymore? You notice because you don't see it? so politically incorrect. So when he's talking about gays... And and everyone's you know yucking it up and laughing and the race oh, yeah. stuff. Constitution everything. Hall, yeah. everything. So can you? Uh, I a mean, this DAR is a thing Constitution where, Hall. You, yeah, that's where that was taped. In really? 19- yeah, and Reagan had just won re-election, and the whole crowd goes boo and goes crazy like that because of course it's you forget it's the district. The fight, despite the fact that yeah. 49 states, you know, voted for him, the district has always been the district, and that's how I was able to remember when I watched it a few years ago again. Um, where we were at that time, and then he does his whole thing, his whole riff on gays, and that's a. You, that's why you don't see it. I, uh, nobody wants to talk about it. I nobody, actually, I, just, but are you allowed to still think it's funny? No. Or no? no you now no, we all no, have to now all. pretend that it's no, not no. funny at I, all. I, 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 I saw someone. I saw someone. I saw a thread. I don't know. Maybe last year, somebody who had rewatched Raw and was like, "Wow, I can't believe I used to find all this funny. I see? used to find all this used funny." To. I was just like, "Wow, that's God, the stuff about standing in line to see Rocky." Yes, and, and how there's, like, yeah, there's always some five foot Italians, one Italian yeah. guy who's like, "Oh, I just saw Rocky. I'm gonna pick a fight." Right, <laughs> getting his juju beads, getting hysterically yo, Rocco, funny. yo Rocco. He would say. Uh, by the way, this whole discussion this is, is very problematic. Getting cut, <laughs> very problematic. <laughs> All right. No, he's fantastic. I can't believe I used to find that funny, Vic. I know. I feel bad about it. I just no, heard. If I can say, in I heard, of Eddie yeah, Murphy, uh-huh. there is a bunch of comedy, mm-hmm. which as a 12-year-old I did find funny, right. which now I look back on it, I think, eh, yeah, not so much. Right. Eddie Murphy, not true. Like, now I look back on it, it's, it's just really funny still, stand-up. No, still good. The, uh, yeah, same thing with, like, if you look at, uh, go to YouTube, because you can still find all the, the you know, not, they haven't been banned from YouTube yet. And you look at some of the Roddy Dangerfield stand-ups that he does on The Tonight Show. Yeah. And people are laughing. You know, he was talking about going on different diets and he's tried everything, everything failed. He even went on a he said he went he even went on a rice diet. The problem was every thirty minutes he felt like he had to iron his shirts. <laughs> oh, <God>. And <laughs> that's really old yeah, that because is it goes back to cleaners. Funny. Now I do right? feel bad about that. <laughs> See now you laughed. But you laughed. When it goes no, back I... and it goes back to ancient Chinese secret. I mean the whole you know, but everyone for, it's all forgotten now. That's, that's just as a reminder, uh, yeah. Vic is Vic is Asian. I so am, he's yeah, allowed to he's allowed to find that joke funny. I am allowed to laugh at you can't. I Sunny Bunch do You're not offended. find this sort of humor. My my grand, uh, my kosher grandfather anymore. was from Andrew Dice Clay. So not funny anymore. Oh my god. Like now you look back at Andrew Dice Clay and you're like, no, this is just like it, no, yeah. I, I it was disagree. always it was so, always yeah. like the racist stuff was extremely racist, but the but it depends on you know I mean everyone will say oh I like that part but, but not it's not even the offensiveness of it. You it's thought just it was not the funny. material. You thought the yeah. material no, it's just was not bad funny anymore. Like it's bad material. Some of it, some of it. The no. part where he's talking about you know the fur coat and then the mother says 
you know, about the liver. And he said, I had it last night, Mom. It was good. You know, <laughs> I'm not even telling you. No, there's no back. I'm not giving the description of that one. I don't okay. remember that bit. I'll tell you what I'm excited about. Uh, what uh, Kate and I have been uh, doing this past week is watching yep. Game of Thrones. Oh, finally. Okay. And, you know, Game of Thrones is... Uh, is now back, right? Uh, seventh season is, yeah. is coming up. So this is really exciting that we are now uh, just you know finishing up the first season. Oh, so cool. I was thinking we could do a, a, a roundup. Oh, a recap? Pa- yeah, but just on the first of season. the first season? Oh, okay, yeah, sure. You will not believe what happened to Viserys Targaryen. His oh, head melted in gold. It was really intense. <laughs> I just want to say this. That's I, like halfway through the first season. Has, We're not I, even... Let me just like, say, How many episodes do you have left? Are you done with the first season? Let me just say this. I who I who I'll tell you who I really love. I love Ned Stark and uh, and uh, and uh, Draga. What's his name? Drogo. Khal Drogo. Khal Drogo? Yeah. I love them so much, and I can't wait for another six seasons of them. Yeah. Well, what you should do is really get your hopes up for all that to to happen. We just finished. You just finished the first season. First season, and and the second. Wow. Why can't we get a Gene Shalit review of the first season of Game of Thrones? It's so old. It's so in the past. Can we get Gene Shalit recaps of each season (laughs) of Game of Thrones? So as you finish them, we get Gene Shalit recaps. That sounds like a lot of work. Did you? You bought. It was amazing. It came as a pack. So you bought. You bought the first six seasons on Prime Day. Yes. Praise be to Bezos. Now he can finally get with the culture. How much did you pay for the six pack of Blu-rays? Six? Sixty? Sixty bucks, maybe? Ten bucks that a season. Is, that is good. a bargain. Yeah. It's a good I don't deal. Want Blu-ray no less. Bargain. Um and, but it is it does kind of feel like well, you want to talk about it, but of course people have it's been yeah. years and so this happened to us well, when we watched The Wire. Well so this and is so we were so right. like seven years later, I'm talking to Tabor and the uh Tabor Cook at the front desk and go, Hey, I'm most deaf, right? Most deaf. <laughs> She's just laughing. You should just I'm, never have done I'm, that. She anyway. laughs at me. She says, "You know what? Nobody says that anymore." When I yes. when I when I when I when I was in California, I actually started reading this book called Dune. This, <laughs> I, and it, you know, it's really What's good. It about? It's about it's about these guys, and there's the spice, and you gotta, and there's aliens. The millennial thing to do would the be Freeman. The, the millennial thing to do would be to, to make the announcement of what you just discovered. And hey, everybody, I know you haven't discovered this look, yet. This is right? I, look. I, this is the hot new thing is Dune. Dune. Sonny, can you write the defense of? how Cersei Lannister is the real hero of Game of Thrones. Because I'm actually, having only read one of the books and not mm-hmm. watched any of it, I'm basically prepared to accept this proposition as true. Are you ready for this? Sorry, go ahead, Sonny. Just from the gifts, because all of my favorite gifts online are Cersei Lannister. Are Cersei Lannister yeah. gifts. Just holding Every- the wine. <laughs> her, taking, <laughs> her taking her kid in her hands and saying, everyone who is not us is an enemy. <laughs> just, I mean, yes. No, she she is. I think you could. You could I choose violence. Yeah. No, you could. You could make the case for her as like the supreme practicer of realpolitik in the show. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know that she's necessarily the hero. The hero, of course, are the White, the white Walkers. Walkers. Right. The no, White I'm Walkers. Are, <laughs> the White Walkers I'm are definitely totally convinced of this. Uh, I mean, I, I. Not only are they the heroes, I think they will actually win. I think they. I do think that like the way that the show is set up to kind of subvert expectations. Please don't and, give away any spoilers. I'm not giving away anything for the but, many people who haven't gotten through season two yet. <laughs> the many listeners who haven't gotten through. Uh. So, any, but I do think I, I. I have written before that the White Walkers are the true heroes, uh, and it's time we all started cheering for them. Yes. Oh, and that was a great piece, but I need a follow up from you on Circe. But I, I, my heart wouldn't be in it. I Can don't, I say this? you know, I don't, I don't troll JVL. I only tell truths, and that is not my truth. Can't she be the real hero of the humans? I mean, if the humans have to have, if it's not going to be the White Walkers who win, surely it should be no, Cersei she, Lannister. She, she creates her own truths. By the way, she just says no. Either something never happened, and then she'll say this happened. She has her own sort of alternative. Reality. Tell us more about this uh, uh, guy who's watched the first season. Yes, uh, well, I'll tell you what's really interesting. Here, I'm throwing this out there, assuming that uh, he's not listening. But uh, you know who uh, Cersei Cersei Lannister is like? You know, she reminds you. She reminds you of Lauren McCormick. She looks just. They look the same. What? Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. That's no. Totally wrong. That's definitely. I. I I would. And on another another on another podcast, Mm -hmm. I'm going to make the case for Lena Headey as the definitive. Sarah Connor. Uh, Her Sarah Connor was so much better. Right. Well, so much better. Well, it's very. It's actually. I actually had never made this connection before that both Daenerys Targaryen and uh, Cersei Lannister have now played Sarah Connor. That she was. The, the, uh, what's her name? Amelia Clark was the the really? Terminator Genesis. Sarah Connor, oh, my and she was terrible. It, like, oh. have you seen? She's have not you a seen good Terminator. No, she's Lily not Clark a good actress. Not a good actress. She's a bad mm. actress. She's lovely. I'm she's, sure. Like, she's Jan- actually like she's January Jones. Being. Bad. She's at, yes. Mm, <laughs> she's 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 very good in the role of Danny, where she just has to kind of look regal yes. and like 
spout cliches mm-hmm. and platitudes. But do the, like, do the baby dragons get bigger? Don't tell me. I just yes, <laughs> they get bigger. No, but Lena Headey's Sarah short-lived. Sarah Connor. Yeah, I know. I get fantastic. I get. I mean, the the definitive Sarah Connor is is Linda Hamilton. I mean, that is. I I I would say Lena Headey is better than Linda Hamilton. Do you remember Linda Hamilton uh, and who she was dating, and then Jim Cameron, and then you remember who she left him for? Uh, not Patty Jenkins. Uh, Another woman. Yeah, her stunt double. Her stunt double. Yes, yes. Which is, I'm sure, was James Cameron's fantasy all along. Anyway. He's probably very conflicted about the end of that relationship because on the one hand, it's terrible, but on the other hand... (laughs) I don't think he was involved in it, though. That's the problem. Right. She also has Linda Hamilton. Linda Hamilton also has a twin sister. Mm -hmm. Really? So in that Terminator scene, uh, like it, it's like uh, she is in some of the scenes as her twin. Or twin, yeah, like our buddy, like uh, our friend who we met, whose name, uh, the actress who was on Law & Order, played one of the assistant DAs, is a twin. You and I hung out with her at one of the White House Correspondents' Dinners. Angie Harmon? No, no, the other one. No. Well, just yeah. move on with the show. No, no, no. I'll figure it yeah, out. Yeah, I was going to say because, uh, in fact, you know who had met Linda she Hamilton? Claire. You know who, you know who met uh, Linda Hamilton's twin was our uh, mutual friend from many years ago, uh, Mike Sandler. Uh, she came into like a, a video rental store in Jersey. Adam Sandler? <laughs> no, Mike Sandler. Jill Hennessy. <laughs> Jill Hennessy. Jill Hennessy. I didn't realize she has a twin. Okay. Who's a twin. Um, uh, who's awesome. And she and her twin were both in uh, the Jeremy Irons weird twin movie oh, together. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like her twin's mm-hmm. only acting mm-hmm. credit yes, or something was, like that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Okay. JVL, how was your week weekend? It was fine. Uh, just seeing a lot of baseball, a lot of minor league baseball with my kids, and I... I mean, you guys know how I feel about parenthood and the endless treasure, which is the experience of being a parent and yeah. how it's just puppy dogs and rainbows all the way down. Uh, but there really is nothing better than going to minor league games with my kids. We uh, All of them? No, the two yeah, are yeah. old enough to like sit in the right. field box next to right. And so we're, we're at the game. There was a rain delay, so we were there early. And the, 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 we're sitting over in the first row field mm-hmm. box like really right on the field about 20 feet from home from uh from first base and the guys from the team finished stretching and the guy who is the number one prospect for for the nationals is there mm. and he and one of the other dudes come walking past us and my two kids who because we go to a lot of games know all the players by name they shout you know hey victor hey brian good luck today and these two guys are still <laughs> young enough they turn around and look at look at my kids and smile you could tell that like they just had their days made. They yeah. couldn't believe that. Yeah. Like, there are kids who know who they are who would cheer for them even while they're stretching. You know, and it's just be, cool. I hope when they become pros that they don't change. But well, they are pros. This is, I'm, yeah. This yeah. is, they're getting, they are living the dream. These guys are getting paid not a ton of money, but they're getting paid to play baseball. And who wouldn't want to do that? I mean, that? they're probably, if, if he's point, the number one prospect for the Nats, he's probably already a millionaire. Wow. Uh, Victor might be. Brian, his buddy, is not. In fact, I think Brian's probably going to top out at single A. I don't think he's going any further. Yeah. But this is like this, he's. He has made it. He's yeah. getting paid to play baseball. At yeah. some point, do you think you'll end up seeing their Tim Tebow? With, I mean, with their, I mean, will their cross uh, paths cross his team? No, they, they don't play no, each other. No, he's down in South Carolina. Uh-huh. We're in the Carolina League, which spans from north at the Delaware, okay. the Wilmington Blue Rocks, mm-hmm. all the way down to like the Kinsel. No, 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 doesn't matter what. Have you uh, made many trips to the beach lately? Uh, we have not. We will go down to the beach in August, late August. It's kind of an exciting time to. Uh, it's kind of an exciting time to uh, uh, go to the beach. I always get excited about it. You know what? It, but you know what uh, gets a burglar excited for summer? Knowing that you'll do all those things and leave your house empty. Oh, yes. Vic, can you tell me more? <laughs> Wild wolves roaming the street. No, just kidding. Summer is prime time for burglary, so now is the time to protect your home. For a limited time, you could take a whopping $100 off Simply Safe's special summer package. This is Simply Safe's biggest ever summer sale. It has everything you need to protect your home an arsenal of security sensors to secure each door and window. Your Simply Safe system comes with a panic button, a blaring extra siren, and a wireless connection to authorities and police dispatch. Your family, your home, and everything in it stays safe around the clock. With Simply Safe, there are no long-term contracts, no installation costs, and no hidden fees. And 24/7 professional monitoring is just $14.99 a month. This summer, see what Simply Safe can do for your home. Get $100 off your summer security package at simplysafe.com/standard. Hurry, the sale ends July 31st. That's simplysafe.com/standard to get your $100 off. That's s i m p l i s a f e dot com, simplysafe.com/standard for $100 off your purchase. 
Sounds like a smart choice. Remember that when you go to, yes, that's that's coming up too. Uh, remember that when you go to the beach. Um, I just went to the beach. Can I just tell you that oh, beaches are terrible? Which beach did you go to? Huntington Beach. Oh, oh the that's Huntington a whole beach. different scene that's out different. there. So that's I mean, beach I, versus the shore. That's not Jersey right? Shore. I mean, that's exactly right, JVL. I feel, I feel bad, I feel bad uh, every time I go to, uh, like, California, there are friends who I keep meeting to meet for the first time, like Gabriel Rossman, our, our good friend. And you listener didn't hook up with Gabe? I, I was only there for like a day and a half, yeah, and it was fair. like doing funeral stuff. So. How was traveling Sorry, with Gabe. a kid? How was cross country with a kid? Is Man, that... I tell you, it is. It, she's she's not bad. Like she doesn't sit there and scream at the top of her lungs or anything, but she just won't sit still. Well, she's two. That's six I mean, she's hours. Two. In yeah. A, in no, I mean a in, in a can. That's it's hard. Like, oh, I do want to. I do want to say. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Alaska Airlines. Alaska Airlines, my new favorite airlines. Let me oh. tell you about these guys. Twenty minute guarantee for your bags. So I, my bag literally beat me to the carousel at the baggage That's check. That's awesome. Which is which is the first time I think that has ever happened. I and don't it, I don't understand how they do it. I don't know what sort of black magic they use. I don't know what sort of bribes they've paid the the gate officials to like get the bags out of the plane and to the, but it was it was one of the greatest things I've Not ever seen. Not to be confused with Frontier. Yeah, no, it's don't ever famously. ride Frontier. Don't ever ride Frontier. Yeah. Alaska Airlines. I I it was uh, we had we had the book kind of last minute and it was but it was it. They fly direct out of DCA to LAX. It's oh, just amazing. That's good. So, 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 Sonny, what what annoyed you specifically about the beach? Well, the sand. It's <laughs> it's coarse and it gets everywhere. I mean, that's just ridiculous. The beach is the that best. Is ridiculous. I love the beach. That's crazy. The beach is terrible, okay. and uh, mm-hmm. I, if mm-hmm. I could never, if mm-hmm. I could, mm-hmm. if I could nuke the beaches, you mm-hmm. don't like going outside much, mm-hmm. do you? I tell you what, man. I if I could stay no camping, if no I hiking. Could, if I could just live in a series of like underground tunnels, going from building to building, or you know, riding trains to get places, I would do that. You, if you, I could you, never you, go you, outside, yeah, I you would. You know what? You should find an apartment in Crystal City in those underground complexes. Oh, man. If I, tunnels, I swear, which I swear, looks like the future it really in the was, 1980s. Yeah. Right, right. Was the future? I would live there in a second. Speaking of beaches, Dunkirk over the weekend did fifty point five million dollars. Terrible transition. Beach. <laughs> well ahead of Girls Trip and Spider-Man, 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 and uh, Valerian. Vic, could you please do me a favor and stop yelling in the mic? Because <laughs> I, I, I swear to God, I'm deaf now. I don't I'm know. Trying, you're I, adjusting I feel, the dials. I'm sorry. And so much, no, you're no, telling because, me to get louder and then get is, less What happens is okay. you, 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 you move away from the mic like this, <laughs> and then you come into it and you start yelling mm-hmm. the things on the sheet. And it just is, I feel bad for the people whose speakers you've oh, just really? blown out is in their cars. It's okay. amazing. Okay, how about now? How's this? That's better. That's better, but you're just going to go back to it. I am, because I'm going like this. Uh, So $50.5 million, what's going on there? Girls Trip Spider-Man, Valerian, what happened? Give me some numbers. Give me some. Give me some discussion here. Well, I Sonny. think we're going to talk about Valerian more okay. in depth next week. Mm. Um, but I, I do think that this was a disaster that everyone could have seen coming, just by the fact that it's a two hundred million dollar movie from a French director with no stars, and a very weakly known underlying intellectual property. I, I liked it. I gave it a thumbs up. Um, but it is kind on, of a on mess. what? It's a thumbs kind of, up on what? I gave it a fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. You're on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I'm kind of a big deal, Jamie. It's amazing. Uh, but uh, but it, it is a it is a mess. We'll talk about it more in depth next week. Okay. Okay. So fifty point five. We were what were we thinking that we were fearing, JVL? You were fearing what? Was tracking at thirty five or thirty one million. Okay. So tracking thirty to thirty five. Yeah, uh, expectations in a way which should make everybody in America who cares about Hollywood and film very happy. So so it did. Yeah. So so it did better. It'll probably. Uh, It'll it, make up it, it will probably budget. It, I, I will be curious to see if it has legs. Uh, Certainly, in which Europe. I mean, we'll we'll see. Uh, Christopher Nolan movies tend to have decent multiples. Multiple is the it's the industry term for like the the amount of legs. money a, yeah. a, a movie makes after its first weekend. Mm-hmm. So if it has if it has a multiple like Interstellar had, it will mm-hmm. gross about two hundred million dollars domestic, okay. which is a huge number for a yeah. For again, a period, period war film that cost a ton of money mm-hmm. and doesn't involve and doesn't have any stars. It's not really about America. I mean, it, like the biggest name in this movie is probably Tom Hardy, and you never see his face. Like right. you, I mean, like you. In the the second biggest star in this movie is Kenneth Branagh, who you know is best known as a Shakespearean actor. I'm not sure that that's like really the box office right. wheelhouse. Right. Uh, right. And the know. vehicles don't turn into robots. If, no robots. Uh, no. Uh, no. You know. 
uh, web slingers. Yeah, no, no superheroes. No superheroes. Okay. Uh, did you see it also, JVL? I did. We all saw it. We all saw it. I think we all saw it. You know who Didn't else you saw it? it? Gene Shalit. Oh, Gene Shalit. Is Gene here? Can we bring I, him into I the studio? He was spotted at the Dulles uh, IMAX. Oh, yes, with a big bag of popcorn. Oh, good. Let's bring him behind him in here. See the screen because of his hair. No. Or did he have to sit in the back row so he didn't obstruct view? <laughs> he, li- he likes to sit near the exits because he's so famous. Okay, so I guess uh, uh, Gene Chalice going to do a review. Oh, good. Should we yeah, make it, people it, wait? It, <laughs> or can we just do it now? And then he's uh, and then and then he. I hear he's going on vacation for for a little bit. No, no. Oh, boo. Okay. If you want right. to hear more from Gene Chalice, make sure to tweet at his uh, 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 his his. Uh, I don't know what the for whatever can I, uses can I his intern Vic Mattis. Vic can I make yeah. a Parody Gene Shallot account that we run because that would be a lot. You know, of fun. Would you believe sure. there are actually a couple that I, exist I imagine. Yeah, oh, they are. I, I, I imagine I've, that's not like. I've a, looked at. Never mind. Yeah. never mind. Dunkirk. Watching Dunkirk, you can't help but get that sinking feeling. In fact, I was drowning in sorrow. German Panzers have got the Brits surrounded. Tanks a lot. And terror in the skies. Stuka dive bombers. Heinkels. And oh, fuck. Wolf 190. That was a great plane, the Fock Wolf 190. <laughs> I love Tom Hardy as an RAF pilot. Boy, could he spit fire. I guess you could say he was the bane of the Luftwaffe. <laughs> anyway, for these poor souls on the beach, there's only one way out. That's right, Harry Styles. You're going in one direction, to the English Channel. So go see Dunkirk, because hope floats. I give it four stars, and that's the Critics' Corner. <laughs> Slow clap. Slow clap, Gene. You're lucky I left out the joke about the Messerschmitt and a bowl of chili. <laughs> Aww. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm probably going to go on vacation to no, the Berkshires. Gene. I, 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 I'm going on vacation with my cat Leonard Malton. <laughs> Gene now has his own outtakes. He said, get me out of here. He's got ferocious wit. Fur. Fur. Ferocious. Yeah, that's a, that one works better on the page, I think, than it does. <laughs> it's enough to give one pause. Oh, jeez. Take care. Bye, Gene. Gene, thank you for coming all the way down here. I hope Gene comes back next week. You know, I'm so relieved that we don't have to bleep the Fockwolf 190 because I got scared and I realized, no, he was talking about the plane. Right. Which I think is there. Bleeping is hard. Vic's back. Vic's back, everyone. Hey, Vic. Gene's out of the the studio. Vic's back. Did you bump into Gene as you came back into the studio? I bumped into his hair. There's not enough room for us, so, you know, one at a time, and I just was waiting outside. Um, So I saw Dunkirk twice. I saw Mm, it already. I saw it on Saturday with Because you were so sad the first time you saw it, <laughs> and you had to get over it. Until the ending. No, uh, Kate wanted to see it, too. So we, tragic so movie. It was like a movie night. It was like a movie night for me and Kate. And then, like, that night, uh, Michael, who now has braces, like, this, the wire came out. and the, He's got braces already? Yeah. And he couldn't get, uh, you know, there's no, like, ER dentist, so he had to wait till Monday. So he was just really frustrated and annoyed by this thing. So I thought, you know what, how about I take you out? On Sunday to the IMAX in Dulles. To see Dunkirk. To see Dunkirk. Yeah, that's a responsible thing to do with your nine-year-old child. I mean, he's a, you know. I explained to him on the map what happened with the different, you know. It's a history lesson. It was a history lesson. And I said how we had them surrounded. I mean, how the Germans had them surrounded. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good callback. Good callback. That was a close one. (laughs) And... uh, and and um, and we let them off the hook. Yes, but it was it, he loved it. I said, "What do you think?" He said he thought it was amazing. But uh, and he understood what was going on. And uh, and there's limited profanity. I think only by Harry Styles. And uh, no, the profanity is not the problem. Though. That's it's not what makes fear of drowning. The fear of drowning. Yes. Okay. There's, yeah, I mean it's yeah. it's pretty the intense. This is definitely a intensity. Mm-hmm. I mean, this he is covered, he had to muffle his ears a lot because of the it's so loud on the IMAX. Yeah. It's re, it's insane. So but, you saw what, what did oh, you see it? What format did you see it in the, the first, first time? time? Just like a regular the theater, Bal- the Boston Theater. Ooh. Oh, that's a great place. Yeah, I forget which theater that is, but anyway, the Boston Theater. It's like watching it on your flat screen at home. Yeah. I mean, it was like oh, okay, small. Yeah, yeah. and then when you go to the IMAX, the the aerial shots. Yeah, I saw that. So I, I just I, amazing. I just shook my head in silence. By the way, yeah, so. I saw it's it good in radio. I saw it in seventy millimeter. 
and uh, it was on like a regular sized screen um, at an AMC. They didn't mask it. Why? I don't know why you would bother. I don't know why you would bother setting up a 70 millimeter projector and then not taking the three extra seconds to lower the screens to make it the right size. I, I don't know why you. Why would you bother? Why would you bother doing that? I don't. Anyway, uh, but it was it was definitely it was like it was it was very clear and very pristine and it like had that film feel you know and had like oh, the little nicks in it mm-hmm. and stuff and that was that was great uh, but like it was definitely just kind of on a regular screen I want to see it I want to see it on the big full yeah, IMAX it's so which, six story screen is amazing here's my question which is the ultimate preferred format for this movie is it the seventy millimeter or the IMAX my understanding is that it is the 65 millimeter IMAX or whatever, the 70 millimeter IMAX, like the film IMAX. Right, so the non-digital projected right. filmed IMAX. Which I don't think there are any of those left in the DC area. We don't I think, have I was going to say. Yeah, I think we, the closest one is Baltimore. Hazy doesn't have that, right. Right. Yeah. The, the two air and space IMAXs are both now the like laser, which are both really good too though. I mean, they're those are very exceptionally good screens. JVL, where did you see it? And uh, how did you see it? I... So I really hated the movie for a whole bunch of reasons that we can go into, but uh, I wanted to see it on the smallest possible screen, <laughs> and so I, I chose the normal Dolby projection at my local AMC, and then I sat all the way in the back, and I took my phone out, and I put my phone on camera mode and aimed it at the screen, and I watched the entire movie through my phone because yeah. that's how the millennials that's how all want to consume all, their I'm content. Were you, were you recording it, too? Because I'm, no, no, a, I'm not about recording to call it. the police. Not recording, just oh, okay. watching it through there. I was going to torrent it and then watch it through my phone <laughs> because that's <laughs> how torrent. all the kids want to do it, which is yeah. why we can't have movies released in theaters anymore. We need this Hollywood will tell you. Uh, this is you know, Jeffrey Katzenberg has this big new initiative where he's trying to raise $2 billion in venture capital for because all of our content, because that's all this is, it's just content, has to be viewed through your phone because that's what's most yeah, important. Yeah, you want to see it on the phone now. That's what everybody wants. Yeah. That's what you want, yeah. Vic. Even if you don't know that you want it, you don't want it in well, 70 I millimeter watch it. IMAX. I want it like you want the, it commercial, the commercials, many commercials of the, you know, the, the guy watching because you know now you can get it streaming anytime any place anywhere and he's looking on his phone and he's crossing the street he's crossing intersections and he he can't look up he can't look up at you know he just you're glued to it wherever you go you're just glued to it now that's that's right yeah so i mean it's a bad movie there's no 3d i stayed all the way through the credits not a single stinger Oh man! I was waiting I, for Harry Styles to, to come wanted, back. You wanted on, to see what would, or I want to yeah. see Tom Hardy in the prison camp at the end, or something. You've been conditioned, and, and then and then he turns around, and it's another guy who we know, or something. Yes, you, no you, jokes. You know what? The truth is, I don't no really, jokes. I don't really like the World War II expanded universe. Frankly, <laughs> as franchises go, the World War II franchise is not. There's no people of color. There's no second act or first I don't know act. Why that is? And you know what? Here's the here's the real problem. The real problem is there's just no pre-awareness. I do not know how I, as a content consumer, am supposed to care about something that I don't know anything about and I've never heard about yeah. before. I mean, like, like, so I've heard about comic books. I care about those. I've played board games. I care about those. I know old TV shows that I watched 30 yeah. years ago. I care about those. Who's ever heard of a Dunkirk? How am I supposed to care about something that I don't even know what that is? Were there Americans involved? I I don't even know. I don't even know. That's not the content that I want to consume. This is this is America in the year 2017. We don't need content like Dunkirk. <sighs> Sonny, do you want to give a review review? Would you uh, really review review? A professional. <laughs> and then we can have a real conversation. No disrespect to Cheat Shallot. Now I'm sad. Now I'm sad thinking about all the ways that Dunkirk really let me down subconsciously. I hadn't even realized You didn't realize that you didn't care about it, did you? Because there's no pre-awareness in the The worst part is at the end of the movie, the thought crosses your mind. Oh, do I stay? Is there going to be something? Oh, no, wait a minute. You know, you're thinking. But you know what? So I will say that one of the nice things about having all the stingers through the it, it, one of the things that people should do is sit through credit scenes not because they need to pay homage to the people who made the, the film artists. or whatever the artists the content but, but, but because Providers. it is like it is it is there that is part of the movie it is part of the kind of emotional uh, setting and it it uh, I remember when I was when I was in college and taking film classes one of the one of the movies we saw was 
Taxi Driver, which has a very kind of revealing uh, final credit scene. It like the the st- the score the Bernard Ehrman's score gets like steadily darker, and you're like, okay, this is going to happen again. This is you know, and it, it, it and not all movies are made that way. Not all movies are you know crafted with that sort of care. But I do think there is something to be said for sitting through the credits and like letting the oh, score sure. kind of wash no, over. Yeah, screen. no, I felt the same way watching Snatched. Yeah, ex- yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, uh, a review, review. So, Dunkirk is kind of Dunkirk is basically a th- the third act of a Nolan movie, yes. right? It is. I'm it so is glad a, you said it that. Is, it is a all it is, is a third act. It's 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 it is it is the money shot of a Nolan movie. It is you you're basically cutting out all of the setup. You're cutting out all of the character development, and you're getting right to the Nolan style interweaving of timelines. Uh, and just pure action, just as you pure, said, pure it's, cinema. It's the search for the neutron bomb, right? And so everything. it's it, right. If you if you remember the the Dark Knight Rises, you have the scene where Gordon is driving around trying to find the neutron bomb. Batman is fighting Bane, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character is trying to get the kids off the bridge. Right? He's trying to get the kids out of the city, and all of that is interwoven seamlessly. I mean, it works perfectly. Uh, or if in in um, uh, uh, the Dark Knight, or I'm sorry, uh, in in Interstellar, you have like the 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 uh, kind of Jessica Chastain segment in the in the in the bookshelf, and then you've got where you've got Matthew McConaughey actually literally in the bookshelf, mm-hmm. uh, and all of that is kind of interwoven together perfectly. Um, this is very much like that. You have three you have three segments. You have a segment on the beach, uh, which stretches out over a week. You have a segment uh, uh, on the boats, the civilian captains, which are uh, uh, which stretches out over a day, and then you have uh, a segment in the air with Tom Hardy playing the RAF pilot, and that stretches out over an hour. And these all kind of again come together seamlessly in in ways that you you can see coming, but also are kind of surprised by. Um, the 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 time dilation of the week is probably the weakest link of it. It it there are there are moments where you're kind of trying to figure out exactly what is where that fits in the timeline but I, it, it is it is it is such a intense um, uh, uh, experience that you don't actually really think about it too much mm-hmm. frankly you just kind of experience it um, and this is an intense movie it's not intense like a machine gun intense it's intense like a vice intense like it's ratcheting up the pressure I mean like I you see it on the biggest screen possible and what you are what you are taken by is the the uh, claustrophobic tightness of it all, like all of the shots that are that are under uh, that are that are in like the the, the holds of, of ships, for instance, are unbearably tense mm. because you know what's coming and what's coming is death. What's coming is death by water. Mm. I mean, somebody on uh, somebody on Twitter described it as a horror film about drowning, masquerading as a World War II movie, and that's not wrong exactly. It is it is very uh, it is very tense and about the fear of death. And the kind of like just the 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 way that the knowledge of death kind of impacts the way you you work, but it's also it is again a Christopher Nolan movie, and it is a movie about identity. I mean, all of his movies are about identity in one way or another. The Batman movies are about uh, Batman versus Bruce Wayne, but also the the liberal order, as Jonathan likes to put it, the, the way the liberal order defends itself. Um, the Prestige is about uh, you know the identity of. Uh, it's it is about literally discovering the identity of some of the characters and like but also about how you choose to live your life the 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 um, uh, decision to to fully uh, commit to your profession in a way that that hurts people around you I uh, thought I thought it was just about magic and it's also about magic and magic tricks. All, all of his movies are also about magic uh, uh, inception is about you know what what uh you know the what you anyway but like the idea the idea here again is that this is a movie about identity and it's about the identity of a nation it is very much about the idea of britain what is britain what is the british identity um and uh was (laughs) no but i think is i mean i do think that this is very much about how the brits see themselves Uh, really quickly when i was uh at the imax uh and it was packed um there were a lot of brits there, just because we were chatting with them, waiting in line to get into the theater, just a lot of uh, yeah. Brits had gone to see this movie. Yeah. At the well, United I mean, States. Dunkirk is like the foundational myth of the modern British state, basically, right? I mean, this yeah. is like this is how Brits see themselves. This is as like the kind of beleaguered, uh, you know, kind of 
uh, shambolic, you know, getting things done, but in their own way. And it, some some smart liberal will write a, a review comparing this movie to Triumph of the Will and comparing the British lines of retreat to the, like, German columns of, like, order and marching and, and write about how this is a deeply fascist movie, I think. But, like... Or this that's is what they will say. I assume that piece is actually <laughs> that's probably already been, been written. written. Yeah, but like, but it is, it is, it this is, is a Trump celebration movie has already been written. No, I but, read but, that no, but, but, but that is amazing. But that is, th- that's a different review. That is like, this is a movie about resisting Trump, right? This is like, this is a movie. We, no, no. we all need to stand no, no, no. against the fascists. No, no, oh, no, 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 this, no, no. this, this was, this is Chris Trump Nolan celebrating Trump because it's fascism. Oh, yeah, no, it's amazing. Yeah, well, I read that on Twitter. It is, it is. Since Christopher Nolan is basically the only kind of conservative slash reactionary filmmaker out there, it drives critics a little bit nuts. And I'm always curious to see and how he's not they even politically conservative. No, I don't no, 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 he's no, no, simply no. conservative as yeah. in temperamentally yeah. conservative. Right, 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 right. JVL. Uh, it's, I don't know, I, it, it's tremendous. I, I liked it a great deal in the theater the first time. I have liked it a little bit more with each passing hour. I am looking forward to seeing it again this week. It's it's a truly great movie. And there of, of the things that make it great, uh, the one which stands out to me most is how he has taken this. It is a very interesting trick. He's taken this epic story and told it in the smallest possible way and so everything is on a small scale almost all the conflicts involve just a handful of men you know you get like nine guys inside the the trawler who are being shot at by the germans you have when the planes fight it's always like two planes versus two other planes uh and this is the the handful of guys on george's boat as they are making their way across the channel and I wish all filmmakers could understand that, you know, there's that fan, famous Red Letter Media uh, review of Phantom Menace where they catch it. Who, who's the producer? Is it Rick Berman? Uh, who's, yeah. who's saying? No, you know, isn't he the Star Trek guy? Rick yes, Berman. he is. Rick, so some Lucas, sick of fans. Yeah, who's sitting there saying, every frame is so densely packed. And, and this, one of the things, as you said, everything's claustrophobic except for the aerial scenes. And when you get up into the air, there's nothing but white space. space yeah. And the aerial combat scenes have, you contrast that with what you see in any other space battle, air battle, whatever, every movie you have seen that features some sort of aerial combat over the last 20 years has 50,000 sh- ships yep. who Compared, you have no idea who they are flying around yep. shooting a million lasers at each other Com- compare and there's to, no tension to it yeah compare it to the the chase uh the the millennium falcons kind of escape in the force awakens right where right. they're going through the guts of a star destroyer with like four tie fighters behind them and right. like it just is yeah and there's no tension to that whereas this it's incredibly tense and immersive and amazing the and, amount of patience that's required because it's not again as you're saying it's not this all-out sort of machine guns blazing non-stop short bursts yeah and you and you and, it, and patience as right. they get you're and, waiting and to get in the exactly process. and no and the, the the great thing about this is it is that it shows you what aerial combat is like it's not just firing at the plane it's lining up the engines in your sights yeah right it's not just no, it's you not notice shooting, that yeah yeah you're shooting it's, out i mean the it's, Heinkel's it's, engines. it's yeah. so it's so and there was somebody who was um on twitter complaining to us about the historical inaccuracies of this movie and I told them I didn't care about it and I apologize if I was if I was short with you friend um, but like but the but the, but I actually don't care about it I don't care if like the 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 wrong airplane was dropping the wrong kind of bombs like that sort of authenticity means nothing to me as a film goer and as a film critic what I care about is the uh, the emotional reality of it and the the, well, the right. intensity of it and, and like yeah. it, and so if 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 the guy is dropping the wrong bombs from the wrong airplane this means nothing to me and all that matters is what is what is what you are experiencing Andrew Roberts uh, did you read he he reviewed uh, it from commentary it. and he had a, a bunch of all the little details and big details he says that Christopher Nolan gets wrong and he said yet at the end of the day it's still a great movie because it gets the spirit right and he's going to complain because he's a pedant he's willing to admit that yeah you know. uh, so if I can just make one more pl- just Sorry. case Sorry. for Nolan's yeah, smallness the other thing he does, which no other director would have done, is when the, the moment when the civilian boats show up, finally, after all this time, any other director would have CGI'd hundreds oh. of boats into that frame 
to overwhelm you with the impact of look, look, because the music is swelling. This is the one moment where you get high point music from the entire thing, and Nolan gives you like ten freaking boats. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you have open water everywhere, and about ten small boats showing up out of the mist together, and that's it. And all of that works. It's better. You get the payoff, the emotional and narrative payoffs are. Better at a small right. scale and than they is, are at a giant scale, and so this is this is why I actually love the way they uh, th- that Nolan introduces Churchill's speech at the end, the fight them on the beach. But Great, it, with one character reading it from a newspaper oh. to another character. I mean, like there there was a there was a big piece in the Wall Street Journal. Somebody was complaining about how this movie erases Churchill. Well, first yeah, of all, so first first off, insane. first off, you're you, I I like actually question if you've seen the movie. If you've right. seen the movie, you know that he's not erased. And but secondly, if you can't appreciate the emotional, firstly, that whole essay by uh, I think it was Rabinovitz, Dorothy Rabinovitz, uh, who I love, who is fine. She's normally whatever. But like the the, that that whole essay boils down to I wish this movie had been a different movie, which is the worst and lowest form of criticism. And I realize that she's not a film critic. She's not writing a piece Mm -hmm. of criticism, but writing that that essay and frankly, that's what the, the number the to. number of responses I got when I said I liked the film from people on Twitter saying, "Well, well, this movie erases Churchill, so it's bad," shows that she has an outsized impact and should be more careful in what she writes, uh, because it, that it, is no, that it, is it, that is absolutely true. Because that is that is it, she, what she wrote was wrong, and and but also bad. I mean, it's just a bad piece of of. So this is but so this actually strikes me. It was. I understand that this is not the Dunkirk movie I thought I was going to get from Christopher Nolan, and uh, but I love this so much. Honestly, I could watch another Chris Nolan Dunkirk movie. Oh, I mean, if he wanted to go and do a just take another pass at it and tell a different set of Dunkirk story or a different kind of, which is like the big sweeping torture, I would sit through that. Yeah, too. sure. Well, I mean, this is but that's a different movie, right? No, no, right. It is, yeah. this is what I'm saying. I'm yeah. agreeing with you here. Yeah, is that right. is that he, this is not the movie I expected, and but I would say in. I am normally very, very, very tolerant of the idea that art plays differently to different people and that there's no accounting for taste and all that. This is one of the very rare times where I would say, if you don't love this movie, then you don't actually love movies. You don't have to like it. But if you don't love the fact of this and the ambition of this and the execution of this, it is very much. Then you just don't like what cinema is. It is pure cinema in, in this, in the like kind of vaguely French sense of the term. Yes. It is it is about motion and movement and it is not right. about plot and story. It is about capturing an idea and showing it through moving picture. Using actual film and not CGI, but usually using actual boats. Mm. I, the eye picks that up. And same thing with the aircraft. Yeah. The eye picks up, right? And studies been done actual, about this. Actual men, 6,000 extras yeah, or whatever. Yeah, rather yeah. than, and he used cardboard cutouts too, I think, at some point, but he didn't use any CGI. Yeah. Um, so I think that was uh, the smart choice by uh, a smart choice. You know what else is a smart choice, guys? The Dollar Shave Club. You'll get a great shave at a great price, conveniently delivered right to your door. It's a no-brainer choice. You no longer have to schlep to the store to buy a cheap disposable razor that gives you a cheap shave or spend a fortune on razors with gimmicky shaving tech you didn't need. When I use my Dollar Shave Club executive razor with their Dr. Carver's Shave Butter, the blade glides ever so gently. It gives me such a smooth shave. Plus, their Dr. Carver's Shave Butter is transparent for a more precise shave, helps prevent ingrown hairs, and fights razor bumps. Now, Listeners to the Substandard Podcast can make the smarter choice by joining Dollar Shave Club. For a limited time, new members get their first month of the Executive Razor with a tube of their Dr. Carver's Shave Butter for only $5 with free shipping. After that, razors are just a few bucks a month. That's a $15 value for only 5 bucks. In your first month, you get an awesome weighty handle, a full cassette of four cartridges, and a tube of their Shave Butter. After your first month, replacement cartridges ship automatically at their regular price. There are no hidden fees and no commitments. Cancel any time you like, but why would you? You can only get this offer exclusively at dollarshaveclub.com slash substandard. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash substandard. Are we all done, Kirked Out? Uh, yeah, are we going to rank the Nolan films? Yes! We're going to rank it! Rank it! All right, JVL, you go first. Uh, Really? Yes, you first. All of them. None okay. of us top three. Crap. Okay. Uh, we'll All go of them, from... including following. Where does following <laughs> go? Do you want me to start from the bottom or the top? Start from start from the bottom. Go ten to one. 
Number eight, Insomnia. Number seven, Interstellar. Number six, Batman Begins. You know what? I flip those. Flip those. I'm sorry. Number Start seven, no, number eight, Insomnia. Number seven, Batman Begins. Number six, Interstellar. Number five, Memento. Number four, Prestige. Number three, Dunkirk. Number two, Inception. And number one is Dark Knight slash Dark Knight Rises because I just can't separate those two films. What so about the following? Ta- oh. <laughs> I've never seen the following. So you should. It's not the following. That's the terrible <laughs> TV show. It's following. Get it right. Get it right, JBL. Uh, it's you can pick it up uh, half price from Barnes and Noble. They are doing their Criterion sale right now. Can I ask this? Who did For only twenty dollars? You can complete your collection. I'm sorry. What would Jeff Bezos think about me buying that from Barnes and Noble? Jeff Bezos understands a deal when he sees one. I think you th- that you- Jeff would be very sorry, like, Mr. Bezos, be very cross. Look, when my browser eventually communicates with the Amazon mothership and tells them look, that I've bought a product from Barnes & Noble. Look, Mr. Oh. Bezos understands that the the deal that you can get is the deal that you have to take, all right? So just because Amazon doesn't yet own Criterion Collection, they should soon, I hope. <sighs> I hope Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Everything. It's a drop in the bucket. So that, that's my plus. ranking. Uh, that's my ranking. And I'm happy, if you would like to pick a part in it, I'm happy to defend portions of it, if you like. My problem is your conflation of The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises, which Fair. I understand I, I understand to a certain extent. My problem with The Dark Knight Rises is that it has too many plot holes. So here's, and I don't even mean like the like traveling across the world in a day, but whatever. That that stuff doesn't matter. You mean when he me. escaped from the prison? Right, right. right. Yeah. The I'm bat because he's Batman. So here's right. here's my here's my here's my big problem with the film, and it's a single shot. If you had taken the shot out, I'm it might be my favorite Nolan movie. The the sequence where, uh, all right, so like uh, they're on the bridge, right, and Joseph Gordon's Levitt's like, "You've killed us." And then the kid's like, look, it's Batman. And the building explodes and the Batwing comes, right? Right. And he's carrying the bomb underneath it. Right. right? Uh, like the one big giant testicle. He's mm-hmm. just carrying it out to sea. And like John Cruck before him. Exactly. Uh, and Nolan cuts. And he cuts from outside. You see, the, you see the Batwing flying away. He cuts inside the cockpit. And you see Batman's face. And he looks very sad. And he's like, this is the sacrifice I'm making. And then he cuts to the explosion, right? Basically, that's the sequence. Something like that, yes. That's, that's, that's the sequence. If you had taken out the shot of Batman in the cockpit, the end of the movie makes sense, where he's in France, with, where, where we, see that we see the scene with Michael Caine saying, you know, oh, or I'm sorry, with Morgan Freeman, where he's like, oh, we, he, he, somebody has already fixed the autopilot. You know, yeah, it still makes sense. He bails no, out at some point he, over the water. There's no chance he can bail out over the water and survive that blast. I mean, this is just, it, it is just a, it is, it, this is a problem for me. It so, is, for, for, a, for a guy who is, is like, he constructs these little puzzle boxes and he makes them all work, that scene, that shot, that one shot, that one kind of cheap emotional shot ruins so, that whole Here's scene. what I would say. So Dark Knight is a perfect movie. There is there is nothing. Yes, right. Every, everything yeah. in it is perfect. To end, I would, yes. it, Dark Knight Rises is not. Yeah. And Dark Knight Rises has more, more problem than that for me is a bunch of first act problems. Like it just, you know, just beats that don't play right. Uh stuff with Alfred really doesn't play right when, you know, he is leaving Christian Bale. Uh, But that said, for me, The Dark Knight Rises has the single best second and third act of any movie I've ever seen. It just moves so relentlessly forward on rails. And as all of those tumblers fall home in it, it just, for me, packs the biggest wallop of any movie I've ever seen. The kids singing the Star Spangled Banner at the stadium. (laughs) And Michael Michael found it on YouTube, and he's like, Dad, want to watch it again? So I said, yeah, sure. I yeah. would I, really I, I watch I, I would say that I like just randomly watch the Bane scenes and the Joker scenes mm-hmm. on YouTube mm-hmm. like once every three or four months just like sit like in my office when I'm bored because I don't have anything to edit because my writers haven't filed <laughs> and I I just I just sit there and I watch the Joker and Bane scenes and it's great okay. uh so anyway uh, Vic you you're ranking I know I, did, I didn't know we were doing ranking so I'm gonna take a pass what. <laughs> You're going to pass? You should have Nolan rankings just, just tattooed across your, your heart. I, have, I mean, it's hard to, it's what hard do you spend to your time thinking about? It's hard to decide. But I guess What's a smart choice, Vic? This isn't a smart, smart choice. choice. This is a I bad guess, choice. I guess you're right that 
Dark Knight is better than Dark Knight Rises. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a perfect movie. I really like Dunkirk, so that's what's resonating in my mind right now. But Inception, even, even though it's a tragedy, I love, for you. yeah. <laughs> no comment. Inception. What I liked about that is it. He makes you work because he's obsessed with temporality, but he makes you work to figure out where are we and what is happening at three different levels of that's an, that third act in Inception yeah. Yeah. is a, the I, most I, amazing the Arctic Fortress film editing piece, I've ever seen piece yeah. of editing. I mean, yes. it, like it, this is the, the best editing ever. He is he is underrated. Whoever edits his film, I mean, this is this is how underrated editing is oh, as absolutely. an art form. I don't even actually know who edits his films. I assume Nolan is in there in the editing bay. Yeah, but he's got a with, professional like, who is his but trusted like whoever. Deputy. Whoever is his guy who was putting it together is a is a genius. Also, the cinematographer for Dunkirk was Hoyda van Hoydema, who also Hoyda van Hoydema. Hoyda van Hoydema. Hoyda van Hoydema. That is a great name. It's a great name. He did Interstellar, and he did the fighter uh, working with my friend Todd Paladino as a oh. cameraman. So Hoyda van he, he Hoydema. says Hoyda is a very nice guy. Oh, good. No comment on David O. Russell. Does Todd listen to the show? Yes. Oh, good. On occasion. Oh, by the way, uh, you know who else listens to the show? I'm just giving a quick shout out here, JVL. Did you know Ulf and Christian Gartsky listen to the show? Ulf, Ulf told me that when we had lunch the other day. So I'm, he's only listening, though, because we were having lunch and I told him to listen. Well, hello to Ulf and Christian if you're listening. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, Sonny, go. Please. Okay. So uh, I'm going to just kind of rattle them off from memory here because I don't have any notes in front of me. Following, number 10. Number 9, Insomnia. Uh, number 8, I need my hold on. I'm sorry. Uh, number I have to. number eight, Batman Begins. Number seven, The Dark Knight Rises. Number six, Inception. Number five, uh, uh, Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. Number four, Inse- uh, did I already you say Inception? Said Batman did I, did I, did I, I, my, this whole bit has gone off the rails here. I, I need it. This is. I need. I need my notes. Okay. Anyway, yeah. the the problem is that like five of these movies are four star films. Uh, and I would put Dunkirk at the bottom range of that four stars, right? Like the the like I would say the Dark Knight, uh, Interstellar, and Memento are probably better than Dunkirk. Um, but I also think Dunkirk is in many ways a perfect film. It is a perfect piece of cinema. It is a perfect, yes. you know. Yes. Anyway, we we should move on to uh, corrections editions. Okay, now, I think. Yeah. Um, okay, oh, I'm sorry. Before we move on, please. His JV. name is Lee Smith. Is uh, not just a senior editor of the Weekly Standard. Editor. He is Nolan's editor of choice. Has done all, almost all the Nolan movies, uh, and of course, as you would expect, when you look through the rest of his filmography, there are a bunch of movies that are actually pretty good. And I'm I'm certain that Lee Smith's talents are probably what made like you know X Men First Class, like which is a yeah, really right. underappreciated movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, because you have a guy like this behind the scenes yeah. turning out a great edit, Master and Commander. Master and Commander, great. Yeah. So oh, that's a great goodness. movie. Yeah, yeah. There are and a great Buffalo director. Soldiers, and the Truman Show. So no, he's so he's worked with Peter Weir twice. Uh, yeah. Yes, uh, RoboCop two. Mm. Just anyway. mm. so Lee Smith. All all credit to Lee Smith. All RoboCop right. two is kind of underrated. Yes, this weird. It, it, people should go back and I watch. I vaguely it. It remember. Is, yeah. Co-written by Frank Miller. There you go. Corrections editions. I got a big one for myself. I have none. Okay. Uh, on the last micro episode, we were talking about the late George Romero, and uh, I said, oh, yeah, the little Easter egg in Doom is when you go back and George Romero's head on the spike. I, I, I should have known better. It's not George Romero. As many, many, many When you said it, I thought to myself, that doesn't seem right. It, the answer is Cesar Romero, the Joker. It's his head on the spike. No, 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 no. no. It's it John isn't. Romero. It's John Romero. It's Oscar Romero, the priest from El Salvador. Oh, no, no, no. It's it's John Romero. And I should have known better because I actually read the book Masters of Doom by David Kushner. We oh, both read that book? I did because I was doing it for my civilization piece. I, uh, oh, I wanted I to do a that for like the journal. Back or in the like day, yeah, yeah, by David Kushner. Yep. Or is it Jared Kushner? I get confused. David. Okay. I, I had a, a one, one large correction about our buddy... Kristen Soldis Anderson. I had said she worked at Disney. She did not, and I don't can't believe I, I didn't knew know. it. She worked Universal, and she worked specifically the King Kong ride at Universal, which is no longer there. Yes, and uh, she even posted to Instagram a picture of like her high school self uh, at the at the park working the ride, and it's it's adorable. I can put it in show notes if I decide to do show notes this week. It, I haven't really. 
I haven't really reached a conclusion on that. Okay. It was a great old ride. It was like on a little uh, like bus, like a tour bus, and then you stopped in front of each diorama set, basically, including a helicopter with machine gun and then a giant King Kong head. Um, okay. Spirit of the Week, Sonny Bunch brings us to us. Talk uh, about it. Yeah, so this is filibuster dual cask uh, handcrafted in two distinct oak, oak barrels. Finished in French oak barrels. It's good. It's, I, I, I it's, thought it was really good. It's actually really, I, yeah. What does it mean to be handcrafted? It just it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. Are there non-hand? Are there machine crafted? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It is a. Uh, it's what they call a proof point in the business because they know when consumers are looking at what to buy. Oh, I like that because it says handcrafted yeah. or small batch yeah. or things like that. Uh, it cask, doesn't mean anything. Cask strength. Anything. Ooh, cask strength. But uh, but filibusters from this area, which oh, is okay, why good. I picked it up. It's handcrafted it's, became a very uh, controversial thing with Tito's vodka because Tito's is handmade vodka. It says it on the label, and then people said, well, wait a minute, you use machines, so what counts and what doesn't? Thank you, Sonny. It was delicious. Yeah, I mean, at, at a $35 price point, this is an exceptionally this is price. an exceptionally smooth and yes. tasty bourbon. So. Thank you, thank you. And that's all the time we are giving to this episode. Questions, comments, complaints, compliments, tweet us at Victory Mattis at Sunny Bunch. Again, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher. Uh, just type in Substandard on a podcast and we're there. Leave a review. Tell your friends. And don't forget, Substandard show notes will possibly be up this Friday at 11 a.m. TBD. Until if you want to see them, make sure to tweet at JV last. Very yeah. important. He likes to hear from you and he also needs a little bit of prodding sometimes. So. Yes. Until next time. So we didn't we didn't really talk about Comic Con at all. And one thing oh, from Comic Con no, that I that I saw was uh, uh, Old Forester is releasing a bourbon that is tied to the new Kingsman movie. <laughs> it's Statesman Old Forester bourbon. And That's if too crazy. only what's if, the connection between bourbon only, and the Kingsman? Well, so in in the new Kingsman movie, apparently the Kingsmen of the United States they're called the Statesmen, and they're oh. like they have a whiskey this distillery. Is Channing Tatum. So yes. Yeah. So anyway, uh, you know, if only I knew a movie podcast, a pop culture podcast that had a spirit of the week that we could sample. And you know, dear old Forster, I'm begging for bourbon. That's all I'm doing right now. Just FYI, I'm going to send this to someone. We'll get we'll get it out I, there. I think it's owned by Brown Foreman. It's the same people that own um, Woodford Reserve. I think that's where they're doing the bottling. Don't you guys? Don't you no have an in? in the industry? Don't you have an in? Yeah, I'll look somewhere. into it. Maybe we can. Maybe old, we can get a bottle be very of this. Exciting. Old Forster. That would be very exciting. Can we talk a little bit about the Justice League? Please. Trailer? I looked at the chair. I showed it to Michael, and we were both nonplussed. So go for it. Aquaman. I'm not sure what was happening. Go, dude. For it. Hey, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that- I had one thought, and then I'll let you guys talk because again, I'm not a DC person, but I did have one thought, which was, it strikes me as their Flash is uh, Spider-Man. It's the kid. They have a kid, and it's the Flash. Yeah, that's basically. It. Yeah. Okay. I think they JBL. might be aiming to do more with the Flash in the SJW sense of the word. Well, he is. I, I, I this gets too close to politics. I don't really uh, feel like right now, I don't want to do that either. Um, so the big news for Comic Con is that Joss Whedon has the full cast back, doing a whole bunch of reshoots for a long while. But these were these were scheduled, these were planned, and remember the yeah, only I know, reason. I don't, I, the I'm only not reason, a reshoots equal the, death thing. The only reason Zack Snyder is not there doing them is because he recused himself because of his daughter's suicide. Yes. No. No. So, this is like, not. There, a... there are people who have been tweeting at me like, "Oh, oh, look at Zack Snyder. He's not there. They're replacing him with the Buffy guy." And I want to tell yeah, no, all. No, 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 no. I want to tell this all those not. people to fuck themselves. Oh. Thanks, you mean, you mean, Sonny. You mean Fuck Wolf? What? What, what time yeah. is that? Yeah. It's at one oh four thirty something. God, this is such. A... Anybody who is not done editing has no <laughs> idea what a pain in the ass. Well, this I'm is. sitting here. I'm sitting here in the editing booth with you this week, so, so we can, you can show me how it works. So here, here are my compact thoughts. What made me angry about this is not the reshoots, not the Joss Whedon reshoots. This is. It used to be the case that if a movie had reshoots, that was a real sign that it was there was quality control problems. That I don't think is any longer the case. The most movies are made are they go to they go to production shooting too soon. They are working out problems as they go, and oftentimes you just need to come back, and that's fine. Um, 
Did you see who the real sticker was trying to line up actorly schedules to come back for the reshoots? I did, and this is a massive spoiler, and I'm really annoyed that no, it's they, not a spo- they talked about it. I Frankly, I'm annoyed. Of course, you, of course, but it's not a spoiler, because who? if you know any Henry Cavill. Oh, wait a minute. He's not dead? Is he in the birthing matrix? Is it just the sleep of Superman? He's going to come back and be like, hey, Lois, you know, like, I didn't know. So, like, you didn't, eh, anyone, right? I went and watched The Death and Sleep of Superman again yesterday while I was running on the treadmill. Um, and it, this is just everything about this strikes me. On your me. phone? On my phone. On your Although phone? I think Max would be true. cool with that. Yeah, it's true. And I, so they are, this is what bothers me. Not that they're reshoots, but they are bringing back Superman again. Because this is all we can do in DC. Yeah, is you can do, you can do deaths of characters and you can do intro story, origins of characters. And that's it. And that's it. There are no stories to be told. And I, God, it makes me so angry. Well, I was, I was, I was always vaguely annoyed uh, when they did the doomsday plot at the end of, of, of Dawn of Justice. It yeah, seemed no unnecessary. Kidding. It seemed unnecessary and kind of tacked on. Um, and But I, at the same time, I have a hard time getting worked up about this. And uh, you know what? I'm sure it'll be fine. 